0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some
1: listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in... Blood and lust: A King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. Coming back off of 5:31, uh, where Sir Golston was finally made, Sir Golston knighted. He got all his fancy duds. He got to you know hang around with some round table knights and finally got knighted tried out for the Queen's Knights, and on his way back to uh, Stafford with uh, Sir Gregor, he happened upon the, uh, the notably cruel Sir Agravain and lost a three-pass joust to him. It's going to be 532. Are you ready for winter phase, Adam?
1: I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever be.
0: But before we get to that, let's uh, first talk about uh, the heraldry and uh, colors that you chose for Sir Golestan. Tell me, Adam, uh, uh, what do we have here?
1: So, Sir Golston's heraldry, it is a per bend, sinister sable, and two interchanged hearts. So, this basically, uh, like in my, my layman's terms, somebody that doesn't understand heraldry, how you can imagine this, is uh, picture a golden heart on a, on a black field, and then a uh, diagonal kind of like separation going through that. And then that same motif is interchanged in the diagonal representation. The gold of my heraldry, it represents wisdom. And the black represents like a consistency. And and um, so it's kind of just like a, it's symbolic of my unwavering, modesty, just like that ever unchanging Goliston. Um, the heart of course is a symbol of constitution, manliness and virility. And I'm a, a big guy who seeks to embody all of those traits. Um, so th- that's why this is the heraldry that I've chosen for myself. And, uh, I, I think it's a visually very striking image. Uh, I think it's just like aesthetically very beautiful, the black and gold as well as the hearts. And so this is something that Goleston is very, very proud to see himself in.
0: And we talked a lot offline about um, some of these choices. Uh, you got, uh, again, upper left-hand corner is black with a gold heart, lower right-hand corner gold with a black heart. It, it looks awesome. It's like a, the manliest heart bumblebee thing ever um but uh yeah like the gold um traditionally would be like generosity and some glory and the black or sable would be wisdom grief even um uh constancy and prudence and like all these traits were things that uh, sir golston had like in spades or a lot of them were uh, uh notable so it just it looked cool. Um, hearts are manly at this time. There's nothing girly about them. Even uh, Sir Amron uh, has hearts all over his sword, just the manliest thing ever. So, just to uh, retro uh, actively uh, talk about in the last episode, we said that he got a, a tailor um, visiting him, or he visited a tailor. Those colors are now black and gold, or ore and sable, to use the correct terms. Speaking of Sir Amarin, um, it's now winter phase of 532, the very beginning um, section. And, uh, you know, uh, Sir Galston's um, at Castle Terrible with um, Sir Gregor, and he's, you know, getting into the swing of things, being a household knight. When, one day, snow hasn't started to fall yet, but it's a brisk um, autumn morning. It looks to be a... Peasant of some sort comes leading in this pack horse, a sumpter that uh, you would recognize, and it's just like overflowing with uh, um, pack. Um, you're out in the yard training, Sir Golston, and you see this peasant approach, and he's kind of like looking a little lost.
1: Hello there, traveler.
0: Oh, uh, uh greetings, my lord. Uh, you wouldn't be the uh, lord of the castle, would you?
1: No, sir. Sorry, that is not I. That would be Sir Gregor, my lord. Oh,
0: I was uh, I was told by um my my lord and master Sir Amron that this is where I could find the illustrious Sir Gulliston. I must be lost.
1: Oh no, that that is I. Uh indeed, you've you've found me. And uh Goliston, uh for a second he like goes to stand proud, but then he just kind of like um he kind of like corrects his posture and just like it's just like no, that's that's not the way. And he tries to like not look cool, but um, try to, tries to like stand and show like his 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 prowess and like his his glory and stuff. And it's just like it, almost standing as if it should have been obvious. You know,
0: your squire uh, Baldrick, kind of um walks um past you and kind of whispers as he walks by. Uh, sir there's no need to try to impress the peasants and he ap- approaches the peasant and grabs the reins from the horse and kind of helps him come closer to you. The, the peasant says, Oh uh, yes. um, I guess all of this is for you then. And he kind of like motions to the uh sumter and it's like covered in like bags and canvases and he, he, he pulls out a little uh purse and hands it to your squire Uh, because if you remember uh you are being supported as a rich knight for this year
1: ah yes excellent excellent most excellent bring it over here and uh yes this will be fine and you see uh is kind of just like looking at this bounty with just a, a wide smile on his face his cheekbones are just all the way up and he's probably beat red trying to kind of contain his excitement and trying to not look excited, especially in front of Baldric, who, you know, constantly kind of like catches him in his uh, he's always like catching him, not really acting up to the like expectation of a night, but it's because Goldstein like, is very new to this and he kind of pretends at not not being new to it, but goes uh but um Baldric usually will just see through that. So uh but he, he'll still kind of always put up the act with Baldric. So but you can see that he's very pleased right now, and uh he's like almost chuckling to himself. He looks like a kid on Christmas.
0: Uh you, you see uh Baldric nodding to you, um basically. Miming out um, following through with your instructions he opens up the uh purse that the man just gave to him and pulls out a little penny gives it to the the traveler who then shrugs and hands Baldric the reins and then kind of disappears probably to go take a nap in some hay or whatever peasants do after they take a long uh journey and uh baldrick starts leading the sumper sumther over to the stables.
1: You there! I try to halt him down, and I uh, I take another penny out of the purse, and I, I like, stride up to him, and I uh, give him another penny, and I, I slap him on the back really hard. There you oh, go, uh, for your troubles.
0: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, thank you, my lord. And he's, like, grinning, because he has two pennies, which means he'll probably be able to get more food, and probably not die immediately in the winter, but... Uh, yeah, such as life. Um, he, he seems ecstatic with uh, the generous bounty that he has received and then wanders off.
1: Uh, when I get back to Baldric, I'm kind of just going to just be like rambling on about the, the virtue of generosity and just like how it's just very uh, an important thing. And it's something one should always try to embody when they're able to.
0: He nods along and says the appropriate, of course, sir, as he's starting to unladen this beast. And, you know, there's like skins of wine hanging off of it. There's like a ham on it. And you look at, you look inside the uh, uh, purse that was handed over and there's three lira in it. So you could add that to your character sheet. You actually have money now. There's also what appears to be in the colors of ore and sable, uh, some fine courtly dress worth another three lira and a like conical pavilion tent in saple with um, like ore trimmings all over it.
1: As Goliston is kind of looking over all this stuff, he feels like he wants to just start like enjoying it all right now. And part of him kind of wonders if maybe the reason he's been so modest and so like kind of just like a more prudent guy I guess is because he was poor before and now that he has all this stuff he's just like oh part of me just wants to dive right in but he's just still trying to kind of like contain that that image that he's like trying to uphold and he's just like hmm yes yes very good very good Baldrick
0: like honestly these are like princely gifts like all this stuff this is honestly like Sir Gregor would be humbled to receive these gifts so like this is like the output of a small manor in a year
1: yeah it's so it's like one horse full of just like just just packed to the top with just awesome stuff basically
0: yeah it's like you're you're opening your your christmas stocking right now and it's just loaded with the good
1: stuff and right now yeah. we're just like outside the castle just kind of checking like, all this yeah. cool stuff out
0: yeah in the stable area and there's another horse so you could another something on it, your sheet if you want. Basically, it would be burdened completely by the pavilion tent.
1: Um, is there a spot on the sheet to put, uh, like, the amount of lira you have? I'm trying to see, like, where that's tracked. Oh, I got it. It's that it's equipment at home.
0: Oh, yeah. I was looking at the one-page sheet. Yeah, it's on the... Yeah, and then your equipment carried. You'll have your clothing and the three Libra value, which is, like, best courtly dress which will start taking effect this next year because clothing actually degrades over time so it's not as fancy and in fashion plus you're wearing it quite often
1: a one good outfit of course i'm gonna yeah, wear that pretty, pretty
0: much yeah because <laughs> you know you've pretty much worn out your other one good outfit at this point so now it's become your everyday clothes yeah so as you're kind of like going through your loot uh, at this time you see Sir Gregor kind of walks down into the stable. He's like, you know, eating a hunk of cheese and watching you unpack your treasure. And he says, well, Sir Gulliston, Uh seems you have uh,
1: struck quite a uh, rapport with Sir Amren. Indeed, it, it seems I have. He seems to view me with quite favor. And Goliston looks almost surprised at the amount of stuff that he's received. And he's kind of just dangling up a, a big piece of meat like to kind of just like show it to sir gregor just like you know look at this
0: yeah sir gregor's already helping himself to some of your wine but it's to be expected oh of course he's like yes uh, sir Amarin is a good knight and a fine friend indeed you do very well to emulate him indeed i'll try that's a good lad no get back to training you can't get soft on me now
1: and then uh i i instantly get back at it making it look like I've been uh, working very hard this whole time and not goofing around with Baldrick. Uh, and I'm just kind of probably like throwing the old spear around, practicing some moves, stuff like that. Probably making Baldric like kind of just be the, not like the, the dummy, but just he's like helping me out in a variety of ways, uh, whether it be just like sparring partner or, or whatever, whatever it would be.
0: Yeah, and there are other household knights there training with you as well, and, you know, they have their squires holding up the dummies or, like, fetching them a new uh, wooden waster when there's breaks upon the pell. But um, after that little uh, intro, let's actually get into winter phase. All this to resolve uh, the effects of one feast card, (laughs) but I, I like adding all the little details and stuff, and it makes it a little bit richer.
1: Yeah, it's awesome like how much of a hook that uh that can really turn into. So that's a useful tool. Alrighty. So
0: uh let's go right into our winter phase. So can you start it off with a D20 roll, please? 10. All right. 10 is relations. Let's see here. Uh you are not wed. Can you roll me a lustful roll?
1: I got a Thirteen, which is over my seven.
0: All right. So you failed. So let's go into. Okay. We That brings us over to the wooing table, actually. So there must have been a, a young lady in the area who has caught your eye. Can you roll me your loyalty, honor, and courtesy, please?
1: Okay. you said loyalty, honor, and courtesy. Would that be my loyalty?
0: We'll go with your uh, fealty to uh, Sir Gregor.
1: Okay, so I rolled a twenty. So,
0: alrighty, and your honor and courtesy.
1: Uh, my honor, I passed. I got a, I got a nine on an eighteen, and for courtesy, uh, that's a fail. I got a fourteen on a ten. Uh oh.
0: All right. First off, uh, which one did you fumble?
1: That was my loyalty.
0: My fealty. so. So first off, we're gonna sadly decrease your fealty to Sir Gregor by one. It seems you've gone a little uh love struck here and got crazy um in love with this commoner and he made some backhanded comment that maybe maybe you should marry her or something, which um maybe you, you took like uh, as well, maybe I will, and got a little bit bad blood, and then kind of like ah, oh, crap.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what happened. He was like, you know, man, you you really should probably stay away from her, and I I did not take it the right way, and it did hurt us, hurt our relationship a little bit. righty. so uh, yeah, it turns out
0: uh, that uh, little uh, little Sir Golistan got a little love struck with a commoner, but um, Sir Gregor is not giving you permission to marry her at this point because that's way beneath your station and he was kind of hoping for better
1: i think like what happened is sir golliston is not used to this station in life and basically he probably got some kind of positive attention from from like a, a commoner woman and he was just like immediately taken by it and just like found her beautiful and was just like She pays attention to me and was just like, you know, head over heels for a moment.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Sir Gregor being a pagan was probably like, yeah, sleep with her, fine, whatever, but don't marry her. That's, no, that's weird. All right, so you have a normal-sized family. Can you roll me, then, a uh, D6, please? Two. Well, your family's been staying out of trouble for this year again which is, you know, probably for the best. You've gotten yourself into enough trouble for this winter phase already. Uh, Next, we're going to go and roll your experience checks. So this might take a while, because I know you have quite a bit of them being your first time getting knighted, first time in Camelot, plus a lot of, uh, you know, random events popping up, asking you to test your uh, chivalry and whatnot on various things. Uh, So I'm going to let you then just, go down and uh, roll off all your skill checks. I'll let You don't have to go through and say each of them, but uh, let me know what the changes are.
1: Roll these out. I'm trying to get over my skill value, right? Correct.
0: Um, if you fail them, they go up by one.
1: Craig, do I do it for skills too? Yep. Traits, skills,
0: and passions.
1: Okay. Uh, my chase had changed, but then my lustful changed. So that kind of canceled each other out. Let me see. My energetic went up one. So in turn, my lazy went down one. My honest went down one and my deceitful went up one. Um, Nothing changed with my modest. I failed that roll. Or you know what I mean? So if I roll them and I don't get over, they just stay the same, right? Correct. Perfect.
0: And you erase the check afterwards.
1: Excellent. My spiritual... Went up one, so my worldly went down one. Um, I actually didn't have any passions checked. For my skills, my falconry went up one uh, from a three to a four, so not much. But my heraldry did not change, actually. My religion, uh, um, British Christian, went up one. My romance went up one. And my stewardship went up one. And uh, I think that, that was everything I had checked off.
0: All right. Uh, then if you haven't done so already, erase your check marks and uh, increase your age. I think that will make you then 22. All right. I'm older now. You're not old enough for the aging table, thankfully. Economics, you're not a landholder. You are being maintained this year as a rich knight. So if you had any children, they'd be more likely to survive but uh, it didn't look like uh, you got that far because Sturd Gregor stepped in because there was a nice chance that you would have uh, fathered some bastards there. I was trying. <laughs> was not for lack of trying. Uh, stable roles, you already lost your charge of the previous year, so I'm not going to do that again to you. Uh, marriage, uh, you aren't being granted permission to marry. No children. We did family events already. No scandals. Now we get to training and practice. So now you could choose one of the following. You can change a person You could uh, train some skills, 1d6 plus 1 up to 15, or train one skill up to 20.
1: If I do the d6 one, I get like 1d6, what is it, 1d6 plus,
0: 1d6 plus 1.
1: And I can um, basically use that pool like amongst the skills? Correct. Okay, that's the method I'm going to choose. So I'll roll that D6. All right. That's a five.
0: All right. That's five skills that you could put into any of your skills, as long as you can justify it. Like you're in the middle of nowhere. Like I would say, unless you have like a monk, you probably wouldn't be able to learn reading quite
1: yet. So I want to do three points into courtesy. Cause I I like the idea that I've kind of just been picking up the proper way to behave as I kind of settle into this role. And can I put those into combat skills as well? Absolutely. You are doing training and practice in the yard. So um, so then the other two points I want to put into my spear expertise, if that's possible. All right. That's all five.
0: Excellent. Uh, the next step will come the glory. You got a thousand from knighting plus another, we're going to go with 1,000 plus 190 plus your Uh, annual glory and if any of those went up or down for your notable skills make sure you adjust for that
1: i think my annual glory stays the same let me just see
0: so your traits uh above 16 or above would get you that value a few of them might have changed uh you get annual for having your chivalry bonus you don't have any holdings your passion 16 and above get that value and I don't think you have religious bonus.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, am I tracking this in the, uh, glory section like this game in total?
0: So your annual glory rewards are the upper left hand corner of the second page. Yeah. But, uh, your, oh, sorry, you just cut out. So, sorry, the glory is, uh, this game in total for the, uh, front page. So that'd be, uh, 1190 plus your annual and then your total glory. And then the annual glory rewards, there's like a little cheat sheet on the back, upper left-hand corner.
1: So for like um, annual glory for traits, I have uh, two traits that are at 16, uh, my modest and my just.
0: So then you get 32.
1: Cool. All right. And then my uh, love for family and my honor are both above 16 for my passion. So those would be the ones that I would track for that as well. Correct. All right. So that, I think my total is 1,254.
0: All right. And that sounds like you went f- over your first 1,000-point uh, threshold. So you get what is called a glory point. Now, this is a point where you can add to really anything, and it could even be game-breaking to add it. Like, you're at the cultural maximum to your size. So if you wanted to, say, go to 19, you can use that way to cheat.
1: So, like, I, I could truly be, like, mythically big
0: you could because like you're big and usually you get um like like you can overeat and stuff to uh you know get bigger but at the the loss of other things like decks or con <laughs> but um this is a way to cheat the system you could just put it into like a skill point or trait but
1: i mean since you threw that idea out there i kind of want to be larger than life in in more ways than one so let's <laughs> tack it onto the size baby awesome
0: like plus um this is a good uh time to use it because like you you can during your training and practice you can get more skills but this is one of the only times you can use your or get a glory point to boost that so it kind of makes sense plus you just did get like a bunch of ham and wine So um, I like to
1: picture it's kind of like uh, people would probably talk about me being big, but then when they see me, it's like even bigger than they thought.
0: So if you're going to um, increase your size from uh, 18 to 19, make sure you adjust some of your drive stats, like your damage and your total hit points and your knockdown. And as a reminder, if you hit a decimal uh, 0.5 rounds up.
1: Well, my damage doesn't go up, but my hit points goes up one. And what, what else was uh, affected by size, you said? Let's see. A uh, size.
0: Yeah. Your size is also your knockdown, your damage, uh, your total hit points, and then your derived unconsciousness threshold from there.
1: I love that. I love uh, that use of the point. I like that you can just kind of use it to push stuff past the max.
0: Yeah, it's it's. It's pretty cool, like um it, it's it's also nice to have like a little buffer because like if you got seriously wounded, like your stats will permanently be lower. So it's nice to give yourself a little bit of a buffer. It's probably smart of you right now to bump your skills while they're still all pretty low and below 15. Yeah, because uh, once you turn uh, 35, you can no longer add to your your statistic your attributes except five glory points as you start getting old
1: and then like so past 35 i'm going to be rolling on the table to see like if age is kind of like taking its toll on me right pretty much
0: and arthritis and like the elf palsy are on there or the the evil eye consumption the pox like or if you just take a major wound and yeah it's it's pretty nasty so you ready to get into the adventure for this year yeah. Which is pretty much what uh, Sir Gregor says. One of his catchphrases is, where's the adventure? You know, you train all day. You'll do patrols um, throughout the year. You do whatever service that he asks of you because he's putting you up right now. You find yourself quite often at night um, following like a feast or whatever. And he's wanting to hear stories of adventure and you're a young knight without a whole lot of adventure to go on right now. Because uh, if you look on your adventure log, it basically says, I got knighted and got my ass kicked once. So is Goldenstern kind of looking to change
1: that reputation? Yeah, because this story that I have so far, people are kind of tired of hearing about how I got my ass kicked. They're just like, Yeah, you already told us, man. And I'm just like, Oh, yeah, I, f- I forgot. And I don't really have any other notable tales under my belt maybe I've told them about I've actually I don't I don't bring up the uh, the time on the battlefield because like I'm I'm not trying to like boast about it I feel like that story of me getting my my butt kicked by uh, aggravain is like a good story because I can kind of like make fun of myself and people like it but they're all tired of hearing it now and if I want to be able to like still take part in these conversations like I need to I need to go do some stuff and this is probably me, like, actually saying this to Baldrick right now. I'm just like, if I want these guys to take me seriously, like, we got to get out there. We got to put our feet on the ground and and start doing some deeds.
0: Yes, um, actually, uh, you should uh, check your energetic for getting wanting to get up and go and do something. One night, Sir Gregor asks, where's the adventure? You're thinking to yourself, um, man, I haven't haven't really done anything yet, and... He starts uh, talking and telling you tales of uh, Cambria and Cumbria and all, all the mountainous and forest regions around here. And you realize you don't really know the area. And, you know, you kind of get in your head that perhaps it's time that you venture forth and, you know, learn the surrounding area a bit more. And, yeah, you probably proclaim something like, uh, my lord, uh, if, you, if you have an adventure, please, I will... I'll love to uh, do it or something. You know, uh, he's kind of sitting there thinking, and he's like, Well, I do hear that the best wine in the world could be found in this magical kingdom around here called Gol Gail. And uh there's also tales of a beautiful countess that is held to said to be held prisoner in this strange land. If you are up to it, uh, Sir Gallaston, seek ye this wine of Noah and discover the riddle of the countess, if you may.
1: Galliston is like, uh, he's looking very pleased right now. And he's just like, my lord, I I will. I will. I'll I'll do this at once. I'll get my feet to the ground and I'll serve this realm. I'll I'll fetch you this wine. I'll rescue this this maiden. I'll, I'll do this at once. And he's just like getting really psyched up.
0: And then he kind of gives you uh, one of those dismissive, go forth, do it, gestures. So probably make preparations in the evening with plans to set out uh, first thing in the morning.
1: And uh, after we're all prepared and uh, we're, I'm just like uh, kind of like sitting up, not really able to sleep, and I'm talking Baldrick's ear off, and there's going to be a countess. Surely she'll be taken by me once I rescue her, and uh, maybe she'll be fit to marry. And like he's kind of just like going on about all this stuff.
0: Uh, of course, sir, and he's like sort of like uh, packaging up um, some supplies, and he's uh, out out of the armory. He pulled um like a, a set of uh, reinforced chain for you to wear to make up for the partial plate, so you can annotate that soon that you're you're in reinforced chain this year instead of nothing. But he's just trying to you know make all these um preparations you now the the snow is cleared so the mountains can be traversed again and spring starting to you know get in full bloom so without having a manner of your own um basically uh you're taking this as your service to your lord to go out and seek this adventure so we'll cut forward to you a couple uh weeks worth of travel and you know you got this Star eye Gulliston um, in his chambers all psyched this adventure flash forward two weeks of you just swatting mosquito after mosquito on your neck been on the road for forever you quickly decided not to wear your nice clothes as you pack them away in a trunk and like you're you're kind of deciding whether or not to even bundle up the uh, chain mail as well because it's just it sucks traveling in these medieval times um, you're probably on your palfrey and now have uh, the other palfrey as your best warhorse. So, luckily, uh, you got another Sumter because otherwise uh, your squire would be walking. So you're making your way along the King's Highway in Western Cumbria, and you know you're you're going for a while, and you could have sworn you were on the path and you're thinking to yourself king's highway yeah all right this is like a deer trail if that so can i get a hunting roll from sir galston
1: uh, i think i had 10 hunting yeah 10 hunting so i rolled an 8
0: so luckily you're able to refind the trail again but uh it's you've never been this way before so it's all strange and wondrous to you and you're you know you, you stop at the the village or hamlet or very rarely a town when you find it and you know, ask for directions again once in a while. But like at some point, um, it's just like, how does anyone find it in this way? You're, you're, but you're doing it though. So, what's that? What's going on in uh, Sir Golston's head? Um, as he's basically wandering these woodland trails,
1: I think he's like starting to feel kind of disillusioned. I imagine one night when me and Baldric are camping. And I'm kind of just like massaging my sore feet and griping and groaning about everything. I'm just like, is this really what it is to be a quest knight, wandering around the trails? Nobody can even recognize you because you can't even wear your good clothes. Not that it matters. Anyways, there's nobody to even, nobody to even ask. And he's just like, uh, you know, he's just kind of like looking up at the stars. He's like, we're going to find it though. Baldric. all the wine we can drink. We're going to be real happy once, once this is sorted. And he's just like, kind of like rubbing his palms together. Like he's very worn from this, from this travel. And like, it's really kind of just showing on him uh, and in his mood as well. He's not like as chipper as he was when they were setting out on this great adventure. And he's kind of just like, is adventuring all it's cracked up to be. It sounds like they just kind of like toil away walking around and, and, lugging all this stuff around and getting lost. And it's just like, it takes way longer to to make a small amount of distance than I thought. And the bugs, the bugs are terrible. And he's just like still swatting away at the mosquitoes. But he does see like the light at the end of the tunnel. He's, he's like thinking about this cactus. And whenever he's feeling like uh, down, he just like, Pictures her even more beautiful than he imagined the last time. So as you're moving around
0: and you decide at some point to make camp, can you give me an awareness roll? That's a fail. So you're you're probably just kind of grumbling and try to, you know, probably take off your chainmail, give it to Baldric, and just collapse and exhaustion for a while while he basically does all the work of setting up the camp i mean it's not like you don't have appreciation for this work but because you've done it many many times before but it just you although you have the light at the end of the tunnel you're just kind of like you kind of probably fed up with the the day-to-day grind of it and uh you don't see anything um for a while because you probably like like one of those one of those micro pass out moments. But when you uh come to it, you kind of like hear some growling in the distance.
1: So like I snap awake and I try to kind of like get my bearings. Uh is it like dead of night and everybody's asleep?
0: Like pretty much. Like you see, like the the a campfire has been made and your your pavilion's been erected, but you're kind of like pass out on like a little log next to it. And Baldrick's kind of just like leaned up against a stump, just like asleep himself. And you hear him snoring. And for a second, probably think that was that the growling you heard. But then he stops snoring. And then you hear the growling again.
1: I like, uh, I like kind of rise up startled for a second. And I start trying to push Baldrick awake. And I'm whispering, I'm like, Baldrick, Baldrick.
0: Uh, I'll have another. More pastry, please. Baldrick, wake up, you fool.
1: There's a bear in the woods. What? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. What is it? What is it? Baldrick, fetch my arms. There's a bear in the woods
0: that seeks to attack our campsite. Very well. I shall do so. And you should check your prudent.
1: That's a strange way of putting things, Baldrick. But indeed, I will.
0: So he goes and um, kind of basically comes back with your sword. It looks like he actually um, got it sharpened and your spear as well. And he's kind of holding out your uh, mail for you to kind of link into if that's what you choose. And you hear the growling again, and then you turn your head to look at it, but then you hear the growling again from another direction.
1: Yeah. So I kind of slide into the chain mail and I'm probably not even like properly dressed right now, but I have this chain mail on and I, um, and I, I grab this sword. I'm holding it with two hands. Um, just kind of like facing where I first heard the noise, and then I turn sharply and, and face the other direction where I heard the noise, and I'm just like, Baldrick, this is not good.
0: Right. What should we do?
1: Goldston thinks for a second, and even though there's like nobody really here to see this, he doesn't think it's fitting of a knight to to run from run from his first battle, I guess. So He's just like, we wait, and when they come forth, we take them down. Would you like to roll your valorous, please? Nice. I got a 12,
0: which is under my 14. You should check your uh, valorous as you stand there with your sword outstretched, and then you see as two eyes emerge from the darkness. I like knights. Do you like knights too? If so, check out our Scion, Temptation, and 13th Age games for more chivalric role-playing.